if they don't start paying attention to the individual need for freedom that is so important to people that they will lose their ability to to get a bunch of people working together on something. Welcome to Bold Breakthroughs, 2021's episode two. I am excited to be recording today from the beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I can't wait to share with you what President Heather Stone of Teton Sports from the beautiful Wasatch Front has to say about building a culture for breakthroughs. Charles Lindbergh once said, real freedom lies in the wilderness, not in civilization. If people have the space to feel free, then they will have one of their most essential needs kick in what Dr. Noah Harari calls flexible cooperation. What this means is that science thinks that we're nearly 10,000 times more able to cooperate flexibly with each other than anything on Earth. I look forward to sharing with you President Heather Stone of Teton Sports. Welcome to Bold Breakthroughs that unstick work and life. I'm Mark Cook, New York Times bestselling innovator. Each week I offer keynotes that engage thousands, and teams embed me weekly to unstick tech pivots, sales prospects, and ops constraints. We roll up our sleeves in small groups to create breakthroughs on top priorities for each individual, in person or via Zoom. Nine global studies of over two million successes fueled my 4,000 wins at top brands. I've shared rapid innovation in over 50 cities worldwide. Teams create revenue breakthroughs and clients see new profits. Thank you for listening and inspiring your breakthrough today. I'm the president of Teton Sports. We make outdoor gear that over delivers to help people enjoy the outdoors with the people they love. We've been around 15 years and we are debt-free, stable, and growing quickly. Heather, it's so great to see you again. I can't believe how important your ideas are and I can't wait to share them with others. I wonder if you could start with a nutshell of what your philosophy is for preventing log jams in an organization and creating breakthroughs, a culture of better results. Create group structures that allow us to get something done together, but also feel individually self-actualized, individual agency. I think individual agency and striving for self-actualization with that freedom strikes a chord with most of us that listen to podcasts and view videos like this. I'm wondering if you could square for us how those things work with the typical specific formats of strategy and mechanism of performance. Could you talk a little bit about that? That doesn't actually in my experience, center on a specific format or mechanism for, you know, communicating mission or, or setting goals. It, it, it translates, it comes from a premise that individual freedom does not have to be compromised and that individual freedom matters the most. And that is a strange idea for someone who runs groups, like a president who runs a company with groups. Um, but it almost sounds counterintuitive. But at Teton Sports, we have a, a very um, overarching core value that is what we actually call our, our passion. And that is um, supporting freedom and people's freedom to enjoy life. And that 
that translates with employees. It translates with customers. It's, and it's not, we're not granting freedom. People have freedom. We're acknowledging and supporting their freedom. We're, we're creating structures and mechanisms and systems for working together that don't, that intentionally don't try to constrain their freedom. Um, instead, try to enlist their free choice in doing what we need. And that sounds like a bit of a pipe dream. I mean, I'm, a, I'm enough of a, you know, MBA, 20 years running business to realize that, you know, saying that we're in business to help people have freedom is a bit silly from most business people's perspective. It makes a lot of sense what you say about having people opt in, decide to perform on something that they want to perform that brings the whole company forward and benefits customers more than ever. Um, I'm wondering if you could square that and just talk about how that works within the team and how those two go together. Freedom is actually what makes the group work. This is the fundamental brain twist. Freedom, individual freedom is what makes the group work. We try so hard to make a group work by having people do it the same way, by having everybody get in lockstep with our vision, by having everybody participate in quarterly goal setting or everybody participate in um, you know, strategic planning to come up with the vision. You know, I've had a lot of success using those traditional strategy elements, but in new and more precise ways based on research that I've done. So I've found them to be incredibly useful, but the nuances are probably where you and I differ a little bit. And so I'd love to hear your version because clearly you're creating massive success at Teton. So could you talk about how much you emphasize those traditional elements? Those things are useful in that they help us understand each other's priorities better and they help us collectively, you know, come to something that we can work on together. But without people's individual choice to participate in those things and to contribute and to drive those things forward, you have no group, right? So freedom is what makes the group work. I'm not really all about mechanisms. Like, like I use certain mechanisms we in our company use certain mechanisms that we find very valuable. Like we use the entrepreneurial operating system, the traction system that Gina Whitman and others are behind. Um, and that is a very useful process for helping us focus on 90 day priorities and, you know, three year priorities and 10 year targets. And we have many of those things that are, um, that help with our alignment, you know, and we, we try in many ways to, tap into some of those things that matter to people. Like for example, our 10 year target is 1 billion and one outdoor experiences, right? We're all about, we're an outdoor gear company. We deliver outdoor experiences and we wanna deliver a billion and one of them in a 10 year time period. You know, and we've got some formulas, how many, how many units of gear, how many outdoor experiences come from one unit of gear and how many units of gear have we sold and all of that. And all that is useful and helps us together articulate our vision, but that's not a collective vision. That is a bunch of people who all individually value that and have chosen to spend their time and energy on that. And that's a little bit different premise than most people approach groups with. Your commitment and execution to create individual freedom in the workplace is inspiring. There's no question. It's a very forward thinking approach. I'm wondering how you create freedom for your customers, for your clients. The customer piece is easy. We, we make outdoor gear that over delivers and um, 
we are all about freedom to enjoy life. So we make outdoor gear that allows people to have the freedom to enjoy life the way they want to. If they want to get outdoors, if they want to take their family, if they want to do their thing, we, we help um, support that freedom by giving them, giving them tangible things to keep them, you know, from freezing while they're out there to keep them from um, feeling pain rather than enjoying the pleasure of freedom, right? I love how your team's work is to create things that can help your customers go anywhere, anytime. Now, I wonder if this is a personal philosophy or if you could share with me the focus that you think other leaders should take, both in your organization and outside your organization. On workplace freedom, on the, the changing organizational trends and how if they, if they don't start paying attention to the individual need for freedom that is so important to people that they will lose their ability to, to get a bunch of people working together on something. They'll lose their ability to, to monetize the group in a tangible way to deliver a specific result. I'm hearing loud and clear this message that freedom is more important in today's workforce than it's ever been before. And I'm wondering if you could dive in and now go into some specifics on how you actually do that in the workplace. So the first one is don't regulate time and space. Pay attention to contribution, not participation. So rather than focusing on whether you need to see employees working, focus on responsible schedule management and communication and have employees own and manage their accountability to wherever they said they would be doing whatever they said they would produce. So, so that has become more normal in the last year, fortunately. That's one of the really wonderful things about the pandemic. Uh, there are a few good things. And I think uh, a willingness to, to disconnect ourselves from the post-World War II industrial tendency to regulate time and space in an assembly line fashion is wonderful. And it is greatly increasing workplace freedom um, because you have to focus on the output. You have to focus on the contribution. And that's a big deal, I think. It's so critical to focus on the lucrative work of teams, not just busyness of individuals. So let's go to another. Can you give us another specific way that you create this freedom, create breakthroughs in your culture? Another one is principles, not rules. Tell employees why, not what. Um, they do right because of who they are, not because you compel them to do right. And, and when you do make rules, make rules about communicating, not about doing the work. So for example, at Teton, we require every employee to schedule a checkup once a quarter with their manager and talk about their career and their performance and their job and ask their manager for whatever they need from the company or for their manager. We do not regulate the exact content of that. We do not tell them how to do their jobs, but we require them to talk about how they're doing their jobs once a quarter, right? They own their jobs. They're responsible for how they're doing them, but I can help them the best by requiring them to recognize that there's others around who can help them to recognize that they're part of a bigger thing, right? So we make rules about communicating carefully, not an overzealous amount of rules, um, not about how we do the work. Wow, that's brilliant. So you're actually requiring the whole person to come to work. You're not requiring that they understand work instructions that you give them, but that they understand that they have to come with their full cooperative ability as a person and that involves communicating to others and doing it regularly. Give us a little more detail on that, if you would. I'm not saying there are no performance standards for how to do the work. I'm saying there are not rules for 
do this, then this, then this, then this. There are, there are certainly a, um, targets we're trying to achieve together, but people have to be part of, you know, defining those targets, but focus on principles. You know, you can't have a conversation about techniques for improving workplace freedom if you're not talking about the principle of freedom under, underlying that, in my opinion. Like that's how we ended up at, that's how we ended up at the principle of freedom rather than the specific techniques for goal setting. Because I can't talk about what before I talk about why, because it just is counter to my, my view on freedom. <laughs> you know, Simon Sinek did a great job covering the whys and the whats of work, but he gets a little too much credit, I think, these things have been around forever. Human beings need to know the aim of the stride down the path so that they know where they're headed together. Uh, I'd love you to go on to a third point about how you create individual performance through freedom in your workplace. Another principle, the third principle, is focus on personal growth. So one of the things that has shifted in the um, marketplace in general and the world of business specifically is that people, um, people strongly believe in identity versus role. And I think this is a really significant thing. Identity is who I am and role is who I am in relation to other people. So identity is individual and role is organizational, right? I am a parent and that is my role. I am a CEO, and that is my role. I am a president, and that is my role. Identity is critical. Yes, maybe even more critical than roles for sure. Uh, I can hear though, within your discussion of identity, that it should be other focus instead of selfish. Could you discuss identity and give us an example maybe of how it is other oriented? I'll use my two daughters as an example. So I had, I have a four-year-old, Kelly and I have a four-year-old who one day did what four-year-olds do and misbehaved terribly and then mouthed off to me in really unacceptable ways. And I said to her, don't you talk to me like that. I'm your mother and you need to show more respect. Don't you talk to me like that. And my um, super smart 16-year-old daughter who knew everything said to me, mom, can I take this one? knock yourself out. <laughs> and so she went over to the small girl named Sadie and she crouched down next to her. So she was looking her face on and she said, Sadie, what kind of girl do you want to be? Do you want to be the kind of girl who is nice to people or the kind of girl who is mean to people? And Sadie scowled. She said, the kind of girl who is nice to people. And Kenzie said, oh, good. Well, the way you talked to mommy wasn't, wasn't the kind of girl who was nice. And Sadie looked at me and she looked at Kenzie. She said, sorry, mommy. <laughs> Kenzie appealed to her sense of identity. Who are you? Who do you want to be? And she assumed that whoever she wanted to be, she wanted to be all the time. So then she said, well, how are you going to be that? And then the four-year-old figured out how to be that, right? I appealed to her role in the organization of the family. And my approach doesn't work when, you, when I do it that way. It doesn't work in a church setting when you sit, people say your role is to do this. It doesn't work in a work setting when people say your role is to do this. People like some clarity on what they're supposed to do versus what other people are supposed to do, but they don't like to be put in a box of role, right? They want 
their identity to grow and they want their identity to be acknowledged in all settings. And then they can play a bunch of different roles. They're fine about it. Such a great example of how important it is to recognize your identity, to have someone help you with that in a difficult situation, maybe a leader, or a coworker, or a big sister. I think it's so critical to now take this out to your customer. Do you provide freedom in really tangible, meaningful ways and identity for your customers? We are the best brand out there for experiencing the outdoors together with other people. There are a lot of outdoor companies that provide elite solo equipment that's designed for you to go out and face Mount Everest. And, and there are a lot of people that provide um, kind of bottom end camping equipment that you'll take out once and you won't really enjoy the experience. But there, there's really only us across the catalog. You know, there are people who provide little pieces of the catalog, but they're really only us across the catalog that provide uh, a, a group adventure together, an experience that you really find valuable because the gear works and doesn't let you down and you could all afford it because it was reasonable and, and you know, you all therefore can feel included and it's designed to be used with other people. I love that. You can tell I missed a critical piece of your mission earlier that you help groups get ready to go anywhere, anytime, very easily. That's amazing. Of course, there are people that do group-oriented products, but to create the whole product line around that, it's brilliant. Someone should do that. Oh, yeah, you do that. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, I'd love you to go on to how you create individual performance through freedom in your workplace. One of the other things that I think really supports the workplace freedom principles, but one of them still to remember or to bring up is connection versus isolation. The, a lot of times we try to maintain our group purpose by creating barriers between the group and the rest of the world, by creating solidarity with the group. And, you know, those people are not us, the insider outsider concept. And we, we try to sustain a group by, um, reinforcing that barrier to the outside by limiting the, the knowledge our employees have access to, you know, we don't want them to look at salary information outside the company. We don't want them to connect in an industry networking event because heaven knows they might get recruited away. We don't, you know, all these kinds of things. And, and that is not only inconsistent with workplace freedom, but entirely inconsistent with trends in how individuals view organizations and Individuals want to be part of organizations that connect them to knowledge and people. They don't want to be part of organizations that isolate them. So they will be actively resisting your effort to organize into a group if you are trying to isolate them. So that's a great thought to end on. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us again today. If you want to find Dr. Heather Stone, the president of Teton Sports, she can be found at Teton Sports in Utah. Look forward to speaking to you again, Heather, and congratulations again on your success. Nancy Newhall once said, The wilderness holds answers to questions mankind has not yet learned to ask. Heather's leadership creates freedom for families and friends to discover the outdoors. This purpose is such a powerful parallel of leading with freedom indoors, too. I hope you enjoyed Dr. Heather Stone as much as I did. Thank you, Heather, for sharing how to create a culture of breakthroughs and how together we can create great things. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please share this episode with a friend that needs a breakthrough. 
post this on social media and add my website, tag my YouTube page, or just text markspencercook.com to a friend or message that link on Instagram right now. Also, make sure to subscribe on my site at markspencercook.com to stay up to date on all the latest advice on how to unstick priorities to create breakthroughs. I'm so grateful that you listened today. And remember, you have people rooting for you. They love you and want you to make your breakthrough. That includes us too. Take the first step. Now, you know what time it is. It's time to go create a breakthrough for your work in life. And we'll see you there.